the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and always shall be. Out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said. These are our Lord's words. And they, even though he said these before the event of Pentecost, he's speaking not only to those who were with him, whether they be his disciples, who became apostles, the ones sent forth, or those who were of the old covenant, of the law, he said these things. And he didn't just say them at that point. He was revealing himself and he was speaking about the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, time and time again, even though they did not understand. Think of the Samaritan woman, for instance, when he spoke about, when he was by the well, about living water. We know the history of salvation, or we should know the history of salvation, I should say. We should know this. I think that at one point or the other, we've all heard about it, whether it be way back when we were in Sunday school or over our life, about the creation, about God creating us in His image and likeness and creating the world. And I, I remind you of these words from Genesis what he created was good. He didn't just make something without it being good and perfect in the sense of being a reflection of his image and likeness. He wouldn't make something or create something in his image and likeness that wasn't a reflection of that beauty, of that perfection, of that divine nature in the sense of being lovingly created. And so he did so. It was good. And then we know about the fall, about disobedience, and that man and woman, that creation was now subject to the elements of the world in the sense of working and having to cover ourselves and forage for our food and do the things that we have to do in order to survive in this world. And then throughout the history of the people of God, he revealed himself through the prophets. He revealed himself by the Holy Spirit, even before they understood that this was the Holy Spirit, revealing himself to his people constantly, continuously, calling them back to their original beauty. And yet, as we know, they, over time, strayed further and further away. And so in the fullness of time, he sent his, as we say in our creed, his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, as the scriptures say, in John should not perish but have eternal life. So in the fullness of time, he sent his son. And we know, of course, because we are reminded each and every year through our Lent, Lenten period, 
through all the things that we do. And by the way, Lent really is our Sunday school every year. We may not remember way back when we went and we were taught these things, but that's what Lent is for us, to remind us of these truths, to remind us of the words of our Lord, of his promises, of his gift of salvation. This reminds us, this draws our attention back. It renews us if we are open to it. And then we come and fast forward to the completion of the history of salvation. And that is the bestowing of the Holy Spirit upon the people. And that's the event that we celebrate today, Pentecost. And our Lord said this, of course, we just heard this a few days ago from Scripture at His ascension, that He promised the coming of the power from on high. He was speaking about the Holy Spirit. And so we commemorate this, we remember this, and we celebrate it 2,000 years later as we are <coughs> the recipients, the beneficiaries of the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us, when we were baptized and then chrismated, received the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us, when we partake of the mystery of the Eucharist, receive the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us, when we offer our prayer, our daily prayers, Heavenly King Comforter, the Spirit of Truth that we begin to say once again last night and today, are calling upon the Holy Spirit to come upon us and in us. Out of His heart shall flow rivers of living water. It is in the Holy Spirit that we know God. We may question, we may have our doubts. In fact, I'm certain that we do at one time or another in our life. But when our heart is open to the Holy Spirit, this is how we know. This is how we believe and strengthens and encourage us, uh, encourages us in our lives. <clears throat> this is how we know His Son, even though he may not be walking around with us as he did 2,000 years ago. This is how we know his Son, our Lord and our Savior. It's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. This is how we are renewed. This is how we are enlightened. And this is how we grow in his grace, in the glory of Jesus Christ. So that's why we celebrate this day of renewal, of recreation, of hope of promise, of strength and of encouragement because each and every one of us needs this in our life, in our families, in our communities, and in our world. And when this happens, when we call upon the Holy Spirit to strengthen us and encourage us and enlighten us, every little tiny step we make in our relationship with Jesus Christ and in our journey towards the Father in His kingdom, we're doing the same thing for the world. This is the, the recreation of the world. Not man-made initiatives to try to renew creation, 
but the Holy Spirit in each and every one of us. This is how our environment, this is how creation is renewed. The Holy Spirit in and through each of us. Jeremiah <clears throat> spoke of the Holy Spirit, as did many of the prophets. We heard from several of them last evening in the Vespers. We heard from their <clears throat> books of Joel and of Ezekiel. And, and Prophet Joel, of course, spoke and he said, As it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And he goes on, and he speaks about the Holy Spirit. And the fulfillment of that prophecy and of all the prophecies was in, about the Spirit was in Pentecost. Jeremiah, though, spoke about the people, his people, who had strayed from, who had not listened or not heard or not accepted these prophecies. Jeremiah says, <clears throat> Be appalled, O you heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. He speaks about two evils, is speaking to the people at that time. And I believe that in many instances that this impacts us today not just the world, but even in the church at times. The first evil he says is that the people forsake him. They had forsaken him. They turned from the one true God, the fountain of living waters. <clears throat> the living and life-giving grace of the Holy Spirit, they rejected. And so they did not live abundantly. Because it is this river of living water, this abundance of the Holy Spirit that enlivens and strengthens and guides. And we know from the story of the Old Testament that in most instances, they did not. They did not live in a close, loving, and obedient relationship to God. In fact, they failed time and time again. And the Lord spoke to the prophet Isaiah and he said, this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me. The people did not love God. In fact, their hearts were hardened and they were closed to God. They were too involved in the matters of the world. They were too deceived in what their world was teaching them was telling them was truth, was telling them what was good, their hearts were hardened. The second evil that he speaks about was that the people had hewn out for themselves broken cisterns that could hold no water. A cistern was something, of course, that would hold water. You know, we, we don't need 
those so much now because we have plumbing and pipes and all these kind of things. But they need to have something that held water together uh, for them. Broken cisterns are those that did not hold the water. The water leaked out and the water went away. And so they were without water. <clears throat> and what Jeremiah is speaking about to the people was the cistern of their religion, of their law. The law was not holding the water of the Spirit. It may have been intended to be, as we know, a custodian for the people until the fullness of time, the coming of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. But it very quickly became a broken cistern. It was not holding the Spirit to guide and to guard the people. What God desired from His people, of course, was a living and loving union and communion with Him. But instead, it was full of legalism, laws that did not bring the people into this relationship, but kept them from it. In fact, even turning them from this relationship. Our Lord spoke about this himself in the Gospel of Mark. He says, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such things that you do. And he said unto them, full well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your own tradition. Holy tradition is one thing, and we speak about that very much in the Orthodox Church. The Holy Spirit infused wisdom that has guided the church from the time of Christ. But he's speaking about man-made tradition, which is quite another thing. The law, the legalism, the law, these tiny little rules that were layered on top of each other over time, that instead of guiding and bringing the people into a closer relationship with God, turned them away. So that is why, in his wisdom, he came down upon the people in Pentecost to recreate that relationship, to renew that relationship, to offer, to offer a way that the people could once again, with an open heart and an open soul, ready and prepared to receive the Holy Spirit, to take the Holy Spirit in them and to share that with the world. And that's the hymn that we chant all the time here in our parish of the Holy Trinity, that the fishermen were made wise, the illiterate of the world were made wise of the time in order to take the faith that was handed down to them and to make the Holy Spirit, to bring the Holy Spirit rather, to grow the church. And I say this all the time, we are the beneficiaries of that. That is how we are here today, to worship in this beautiful sanctuary, but to worship 
as our Lord said himself, in spirit and in truth. And so now it is our time. It is our time to be these apostles, the ones sent forth to preach the good news. The question is for us, is the whole, is our, are our hearts open? Are our hearts prepared? Are our hearts ready to receive the Holy Spirit, to live with His wisdom and guidance, and to share this message in this world? This world needs it. This world needs each and every one of us to be ready to do this. This is our Pentecost. The church was born 2,000 years ago when the Holy Spirit came down upon those people that were gathered together as one in unity. If we are gathered together in unity and we are open to receive the Holy Spirit, we too shall carry this message forward for our generation and for the generations to come. Nothing, no evil will prevail against the church, the body of Christ. But it is our responsibility, it is our calling for this Pentecost, for the Holy Spirit to be upon us as we call him to come down upon us and to be open to taking this message from this place out into the world. That is our calling. So may the all-powerful and worshipful Spirit guide us, guard us, and enlighten us to do that very thing from this day forward. Amen.